Hi, I'm Keshav Naidu and this is Talk to the Brand. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from the world of brand building. Today in our studios, we have Komal Lat. Uh, Komal is the Chief Everything Officer, as she likes to describe it, at Tute Consult. She's an integrated marketing firm with a core focus on PR. Komal founded Tute nine years ago and she has worked with uh, Good Relations India in the past, Vaishnavi Copcom and Epigram Film Market. She brings with her about 17 years of experience and she has worked with over 350 brands and events. Tute today is one of the leading consumer and retail PR agencies in the country and they're growing globally with uh, projects uh, internationally in Singapore and New York. Welcome, Komal. Really nice to have you on the show. Hi, Keshav. Great. Clearly, I'm used to being on the other side. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I think the, the the big challenge will be to get you to talk about yourself as opposed to somebody else. Absolutely. It's easier to whisper in someone else's ears <laughs> than uh, do it this way. Interesting. So now that I've given, you know, spoken about you a little bit about your background. Now you worked with a whole bunch of uh, brands, uh, like I said, over 350 different projects and brands. When you look back, are there any interesting stories that come to mind? Or is there one specific one that just stands out um, completely for you? So last 17 years, of course, PR has changed so much. Uh, earlier clients would be like, kitne clippings laoge aap hamare liye? You know, that standard question. But that was the business. That was the business uh, many centuries ago. Right. We've moved into a very different ecosystem and landscape. So the current question has now changed to how viral can I become? Right. Which again is uh, funny at many levels. Hmm. Uh, having said that, stories, uh, quite a few interesting stories. I think one that comes to mind immediately while uh, we are working at Tute is the crisis management we handled for the very, very infamous Kamla Mills uh, incident. Uh, the fire. The fire incident that happened. So you guys handled... Uh... The restaurants? The, 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 the management, the, the how how to control the bad beer. Uh, that, so funnily, One Above and Mojo's. One Above was an ex-client and Mojo's was a current client. And okay. both were friends, our okay. friends rather. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, it was quite, uh, it was the 29th, I remember, of December. We were all on our different holidays and spaces. Okay. And I was in Alibag, I remember... This when I got a call that, hey, something's happened there and the team had to rush on the spot. We were five members because the rest all were on holiday. And so what did you guys do? I was on a ladder for one hour with uh, trying to catch a cell phone signal because I needed to be available. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you said you were on a ladder, I'm, I'm thinking you were actually putting out the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that too. Um, in a sense. In a sense, absolutely. And then uh, we had to divide our teams and work very rapidly to put out, not the fire, but that was the fire engulfed uh, news that happened. So no, yeah, the, yeah, the entire thing got the industry listening that how is such a small lean team being able to or capable enough to handle such things. But I think it was validation for us. That, that changed things for you guys. That made us suddenly become the serious player from... Um, a typical fluff agency which most people perceive consumer brands to be. Correct. Um, it brought about a lot of uh, validation. Cred. Credentials for sure. Definitely. And faith. It's it's uh, So would you say that in, um, in the world of PR till you don't handle like a major crisis situation you, you aren't taken seriously? 
No, not really. Okay. PR, like in any other industry, is about uh, having coffee with the right people. <laughs> we were having coffee internally within our teams. We suddenly looked outwards to have coffee with the right people. Nice. And uh, then the content of the cafe changed. Nice. So typically, right? So here, here's a this example that you narrated just now is a case where it's damage control. Is a it's about reacting quickly. It's about thinking on your feet we always focus on on the show we, we talk about brands and brand building would you if you were to apply that lens you know uh, how would you say that applies in this case or any other in- so we had a very interesting client in fact okay. they were one of the first ones uh, to sign up with us when we started the name is metro shoes okay. typically when i say metro somebody said salma sitara brand they came to us saying that you know what everybody from a 35 year plus who's known and their parents are buying it uh-huh. were buying from us the younger generation is not flaunting us or is not proud to be buy a, from metro yeah or say it but if if they're buying uh, a zara or they're buying a forever 21 which was quite uh, famous at that time and it just entered there's a certain amount They'll of brand value the bag. everything you like know? metro was perceived as this uh, when you walk into the shop from above the ceiling there'll be somebody throwing that box oh right you know, that, whole visual, that image <laughs> that visual came in and they said we we don't have a problem with sales we have a problem with perception and uh, we need some image building i think that was one of the m- most beautiful and interesting projects 9 years we worked with them so, sorry 7 years we worked with them and uh, quite incredible the story of how we changed the narrative over a period of time so can you give us a little more in terms of the the how what the shift was in terms of perception or what was the biggest uh, you can say one, one incident that you feel changed or you know when you when you ask people around you know do they give you uh, a new changed opinion of the brand or you know is there something that that, that you that it? yeah absolutely so when we started working on the project as i said people thought salma sitara brand we so, had this very jaded image of it she so said what do we do to up the image i think we crack the problem statement first most people want to give a very prescriptive model pr is this get this get this get this um, i think we deep dived a little bit more and we said okay if we need the younger generation to buy it what is it that they're thinking who are they following and uh, i think we were early adopters of the whole influencer marketing and the kol as i call it which is key opinion leader uh, focus so mm. we said okay now if this particular set starts wearing it the younger guys will start shifting their outlook towards it right um, without a single user of paid media we've been able or we were able to carve out so we got say Hrithik Roshan to wear uh, Metro shoes at a Diwali party we got a Varun Dhawan to wear it uh, Seth was the face for it so a lot of interesting things a lot of coffees a lot of relationship building hmm. exercises and uh, using smart content strategies right. instead of doing the whole uh, prescriptive model really helped and now we see not and with zero paid media like you said yeah, it's zero just paid. about getting the right people to adopt we understood their consumer behavior instead of doing the typical media route which which uh, i mean while people are consuming media the medium has changed yeah i mean a billboard alone is not going to do the job for you anymore right so it was integrated and they bought into it and it's been so good so far it's one of the most serious players now and uh, the youngsters yeah. to the older like i think are buying it 
So when you go into a shop, have they changed that model anymore? Like you know, when you, do they still drop the shoe from? No, their door? I think they were really, really responsive instead okay. of reactive. So okay. right from working on their VM to all the touch points, all the brand touch points, they've been an incredible team. So they've changed that. You, the shoe doesn't magically fall from the sky <laughs> no. anymore, which is great. Yeah, they they've changed the way they speak. They got an in-house radio system, so I think they really worked on their Very brand at nice. many levels. Very nice. That's that's a great story, you know, because I hadn't realized this one little detail till you pointed it out. But I guess it takes a reflective brand to look inwards and notice that these are the things that are possibly making you look a little fuddy-duddy or old. And then change that. That takes courage and bravery, right? A lot of Indian brands, surprisingly, are just waiting for right counsel. Uh, you have nice. to whisper to the right ears. Right. I think that's the key instead of trying to go up and level and give those fancy presentations actually they just want to hear what you're going to do you're problem solving for them instead of trying to give them solutions without knowing what their problem is nice this, you, you know I, I we speak to so many people I know all the time about you know what is it a brand needs uh, we had another guest who also said something very similar it's really about almost like being a shrink right we are part shrinks it's, it's, we are absolutely part shrinks. You're, you're, you're kind of, you're giving them a year so that they can arrive at their problem themselves, right? Sometimes that takes time. Sometimes that takes listening, right? A whole lot of listening and then perspective building to hearing them out. A lot of patience. Patience as well as uh, people management. I think 70% of our job is people management. And 30% will be the work that will happen with experience. Right. So let's talk about at a, uh, apart from an individual single brand level, let's step back a little and look at what's going on in the country as a whole. What what is what is it that you feel uh, if you look at it as a professional? What's your read? It's difficult to explain what PR is. My parents yet don't understand it because they think I write, but my name's not coming in a paper hmm. or anywhere. Um, so what do you get paid for is a question that most people ask ask because PR is not press relations. So I think one of the key industry facets is that to explain to them what PR can do since it's very intangible and great to many. Right. Uh, why should we pay you when we don't know what we're going to get outcome? Mm. They're okay to pay a consultant at a BCG or an ENY right. because they have fancy presentations. Mm. Uh, but to take that into... Um, public relations or integrated marketing is a is a challenge that I think is an industry we face having said in India in India internationally it's very well respected you very organized very organized uh, very well understood as that it is part of the media mix here it is but most people are comparing it to digital so now is a distinction between paid owned earned coming and companies are providing these three solutions so today my competition is not ad agents i mean it's not uh, other pr, uh, PR firms. agencies it, it is ad agencies it's digital agencies event firms it's everything absolutely right? because so the lines have blurred lines have blurred uh, instagrams have blurred yeah. Uh, everything is blurred so you got to put it in cohesion yeah. also I think we don't encourage strategy in PR uh, which I think is uh, something that we need to do as the hour get ad agencies get paid for creative thinking to right. do it uh, in the PR space it's understood oh it's the low hanging fruit so it's going to be less uh, money hence mm. we can't afford talent so it's it's rampant there but it's changing 
as I said, you have to just have a person's ear. You have to know what they're looking for. Yeah. So if you were to look at uh, with, with with this lens on uh, within the country, if you were to look at an example and say, okay, wow, that was a really a striking example of how PR saved the day. It could be, even be a global example. I think TikTok, okay. their agency has done a phenomenal job. Not only they grab the right headlines, but their numbers speak for themselves. It's um, it's something that every social media platform is feeling threatened by. So, do you, how much how much of a role do you think the 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 PR campaign helps? Because isn't it the the platform itself that is um, that manages to get that user base or or is it the damage control with this with the Midrash High Court banning TikTok like I think they had a huge amount of uh, followers already before the Madras High Court thing right but having said that you may have a great product but if nobody knows about it how will you latch on to people on it right how will you get people on it it's a combination factor of PR right word of mouth and using your platform right and uh, TikTok's agency has done an incredible job by putting out the right uh, space and uh, key pointers for it I think and getting the right messages across yeah even Paytm for that example I think incredible job done uh, by Value360 mm. uh, they started when without uh, the funding news and look where it's got and it's it's a brilliant way of the narrative shaping mm. speaking the right things also risk takers today uh, people are far more risk uh, takers than risk averse and being you know like we'll be played safe yeah which is the fun and the zing in the business now absolutely i mean it is kind of like this flavor of the new new india right in the sense that one generation earlier we were quite shy like you said and that's true of both first time entrepreneurs as well as second generation or third generation if it's a if the kids are carrying the brand forward then they're taking they're taking leaps and bounds to be able to project themselves in the company and uh, we have fantastic entrepreneurs in the country they're growing by the day I think it's a great opportunity for the business and the landscape (laughs) you you mentioned uh, uh, earned media a few times and I've always been a fan of uh, good quality earned media right and this is where um, as an advertising creative as well as a fan of you know how great brands are made I find that Today, earned media content can come from an agency, an advertising agency, or a PR agency, or an event company. It can come from anywhere. Do you? What's the best example or best case that you can think of when somebody says earned media for you? What are the what comes to mind? I think earned media is validation again, okay. coming from any source. It's uh, it's just saying that hey did you watch that movie it's amazing right. then reading a review about it and saying oh what are we doing on Friday it's that kind of validation that sets in um, earned media is not earned media anymore I think it's just become a social media shout out because you want to uh, see someone using it to everything which is it's given birth to influencers basically on that right. <laughs> it's the new age bloggers and uh, people that we're talking about it's completely earned media of course there's a paid component but the lines are blurred so the word, so what, what was pure word of mouth, hmm. has now become, little bit more like word of mouth and then, then some. Yeah, absolutely. Your word of mouth, the mouths have changed from papers to, uh, more social media led news. We're consuming news or uh, information on, flipboards and LinkedIn's to know what's happening. Yeah. You're marketing differently, and I think that's the landscape which is extremely exciting because it's a new platform every day. 
and uh, there's no amount of research I'm not again a big fan of the desk research we do in India because simply uh, it's not authentic completely so you have to go with a your gut on work what works and uh, what can be achieved uh, amplified at the lowest possible cost like nobody has money your Mm. your briefs start with hey we want uh, a viral idea uh, but we don't have the budgets how do we make this happen (laughs) <laughs> now uh, earlier we we'd be wide-eyed and be like oh my god i think now we just respond and not react then we break it down and get them to arrive at what we want now it's just another day at work it's another day at work we're, we're waiting for the next new buzz line to come in so you work a lot with people you work a lot with brands um, one is observing you you spoke about the entrepreneurs themselves but i'm talking about consumers when you when you observe consumers in india what do you notice like what, what is a can you share some of your sort of observations about the modern indian consumer so while pr is largely b2b yeah uh, it gives us a reflection through our client lens on b2b2c right which yeah. is how the customers reacting um an interesting example we were working with this chef uh, for 5 years his name is chef saranj goela the infamous or famous goela butter chicken uh, oh right yeah so we shaped his entire trajectory from uh, when he started launching his book and it's been an incredible uh, way i think uh, we understood that consumers started reacting or responding to great stories than hey i do this every day hmm and uh, we shifted our perspective on content on how to do it for example if he's going to amritsar he wouldn't talk about hey this is the flight i took or this is sunset i saw he spoke about how in the langars uh, so much food in quintals has been cooked right and that made an interesting thing because everybody suddenly wanting to know what's happening there yeah so interesting storytelling uh, is what consumers are really looking for also they like things with uh, with a thought i think that you tend to build a brand affinity or brand love through more softer things than just humanizing the story humanizing the story absolutely or you will feel the need to buy it or relate to it or go for it when there's a certain uh, human element or uh, cause to it as opposed to a straightforward sale yeah like saying hey this is my brand and uh, this does amazing things for your feet or hair or whatever or yeah. come and eat my restaurant then saying hey we're going to be that doing that feels very cold right yeah cold is the right word for it because there's just so many brands trying to shout at the top of their roofs but mm. to be heard i think consumers don't mind a good story a softer sell yeah. Right? yeah and brands need to know that consumers are not dumb yeah. they are not dumb down <laughs> they are far more intelligent and uh, you need to understand that they they always look for affinity instead of just your product benefits yeah they're looking to be uh, they're looking to be heard they're looking to be touched they want to know how it makes you feel yeah the best brands aim for fans as opposed to consumers right? absolutely you yeah. you said that right um, an interesting example here we we work with u sports which is supratik and ronnie struwala sports company right. they run a franchise called u mumba kabaddi u mumba volley all of those very inter- interesting sports deals we realized when we ran a tiktok campaign and a fan base campaign for them hmm. on the sure amount of women who follow kabaddi wow that's an eye opener it was and <laughs> we're like data speaks volumes than what we five people in a room think that it's a male bastion the surprising number of women who 
love kabaddi talk about kabaddi and follow kabaddi and follow and engage with it uh, it was a complete eye opener and i think uh, that's hmm. why i said consumers are so what demographic is this i'm really curious now <laughs> <laughs> well everybody from a 10 year old to a 45 year old is a consumer of it wow. surprisingly and not only to to so tier 1 tier 2 both we have fans in vasai to lasnagar to even south bombay who are closet watchers closet because, nice yeah, but now but now they'll be opening up and they'll be like hey let's have a hot star that dates done on hot star to watch it to watch like, kabaddi that's yeah. cool and it's just there's an opening up of hey this some quality skin let's enjoy it absolutely and it just throws up such interesting facets of the nice. business you're like five people in a room can't decide what a larger audience is you need data back systems in yeah it's incredible how consumers This is really today. interesting. So it's like the modern kitty. It's like a, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the modern coffee kitty, Co- whatever you call it, with yeah. males and females. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very nice. very interesting. What was your first project when you started your own company? My first project was a footwear brand called Catwalk. Hmm. I remember walking into their factory at uh, Baikala. speaking to the owner there and he is an interesting story because he didn't see the presentation he flipped right to the last slide straight <laughs> the cast and said <laughs> okay let's begin it taught me two lessons don't waste time in presentations when you can talk well right. and two start being price sensitive because most business owners at least at that bracket Uh, that's all that matters a lot of it matters of course times have changed now but that's a story which was quite interesting Right. So, Catwalk and Metro are competitors. Yes, yeah, so we finished our uh, stint with no, Catwalk, no, uh, and then uh, Metro came our way because uh, over the uh, over a period of time, just without uh, thinking or without a proper design, we got a lot of family-owned businesses to work with us. Okay. So, another very interesting story was this brand called Espeda. Yeah. Do you know how the name Espeda came out? I don't know. I I keep wondering how to say it, and then uh, luckily there's it was written in Hindi, so you got I, how I to understood. pronounce it. Yeah. So apparently, uh, most people thought it was an international brand. Yeah, I still think it's international. <laughs> so don't ruin it for me. It's all about this. Don't ruin it for me. Do not. Called uh, Satish Bheda, and uh, he was one of never done PR before. I don't know how we landed up with a lot of those clients. So we were part shrinks, part teachers, part yeah, I'm there. Don't worry, we'll handle it. Those kind of a situation analysis, and uh, he was the first guy who came and said, "I don't know what you do, but you seem very sincere in your work, and um, uh, I like what uh, the thing that you think my brand can have potential of." So he was like, "Wow, this they know what they're doing." Got me twelve postdated checks and said, "Okay, now you'll never have to follow up with me. I will not follow up with you on work." but i'm taking that this is validation uh, you're going to kill it nice i'm like wow there do exist such people so those monstrous stories that people say who oh, you know payment mm. follow ups this i think a large part of pdc is on their own nice i've never heard of this a large part of your brand is how you portray yourself yeah and uh, that i think takes uh, complete precedence of what we think is the norm yeah So this uh, this Esbira story that you shared reminds me of a f- famous famous uh, campaign from the UK. For this is at a time when French Connection was doing really really badly apparently. Okay. Uh, they were a big brand in the 80s, but somewhere in the 90s there was a decline. So this is in the mid to late 90s, 
there's a famous agency called uh, Abbott Mead Vikers who've been engaged to do this campaign. And uh, it's hard to uh, for an agency to change perception for a fashion brand. Because fashion is so... There are so many moving parts. I mean, there's trade, there's retail, there is there's, the, consumer. there's, there's consumers, there's your Vogue editors, there's there's all those mixes. And then finally, it's the guy or girl on the street who has to buy it with pride. So it was a pure case of coincidence where this is the era of fax machines. So fax has just come into this agency. They had an acronym, French Connection had an acronym, which was French Connection United Kingdom. This is not French Connection France, this is French Connection Uni- United. So that acronym is literally the sign off and the creative director looks at this and says that isn't that like fuck misspelled that's where they decided to put FCUK on t-shirts how interesting is that can you imagine so it's not the fashion designers or the or the the people at the brand that came up with that t-shirt the agency that came up with the product literally the SBDA thing reminded me of this because it's exactly that right it's a and it's a, it's a cult brand right not anymore maybe but it did have its spike. Absolutely. And it I mean, yet continues to have a brilliant you know, sales run or a product affinity yeah. as compared to... They never had a celebrity ever. Never. They just used no it as a, as a beautiful never pun. Never advertised. Yeah, FCUK ever. yourself, FCUK for life, whatever you... you they can, created an entire they created a, legacy behind that. Like a made you look, right? I mean... Absolutely. Head turner. Absolutely. Great. So that was a lot of nice fun stories. Thank you for coming in here today and talking to talk to the brand and sharing all these insightful fun stories thank you Keshav I must say this is a first <laughs> we're, we're used to being the storytellers not the not the story ourselves so but thank that's you. also a storytelling extremely humbling that's also storytelling that's your your own stories that you share thank you thank you extremely fun to be here as always Talk to the Brand is recorded at Island City Studios and produced by Varun Singh. Special thank yous go out to Hussain Merchant, Jahangir Jahangir, Rupa Basu, Ashiar and the Naidu Punjabi design team. Do follow us on Insta and Facebook. You'll find the links in the show notes. Music for the show is designed by Zico. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes, CastBox or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next week.